Here's the Smart Retirement Podcast, brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Matt and Jeff. Welcome back, Smart Retirees, for another great episode of your Smart Retirement Podcast. This is your co-host, Matt Hollander, and as always, joined here with Mr. Jeff Shulam. Jeff, how we doing? Excellent. How are you? I am super excited. Uh, leaving tomorrow for Maui for a week. Whoa. Uh, closing the office, just getting out and doing exactly what I want to do. It's going to be great. So everybody call me if you have any retirement advice, because he's <laughs> going to be in in the laps of luxury. You going to do some scuba diving? <laughs> I'm absolutely going to do some scuba diving. Awesome. Um, you know, maybe go rent some ATVs and go play off-road a little bit and do all that fun stuff. <laughs> Excellent. So. You say you're going to Maui? Maui, yep. You got oh, a friend. Give me some Kona coffee, please. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, actually, during the pandemic last year, I had a friend uh, decide to buy a house down there just to get away, and he was tired of being in San Diego, of all places. I I, I like San Diego, but I guess eventually you can get, uh, get tired of it, right? <laughs> it's like anything else. I assume your friend is not in retirement mode at this point? Um, I think, you know, and that's going to be a great topic for today's uh, conversation is really trying to figure out what, what do we consider retirement? Exactly. Uh, you know, the, the, this friend of mine is in his, uh, is in his fifties and, um, makes a good amount of money, but he's kind of gotten himself into a business where he can just kind of be on the phone, maybe an hour or two a day, uh, his own boss and you know just rolls with it has checks just coming in on a daily basis so is he really retired i mean if you're working an hour or two a day are, are you retired mm -hmm. i don't know <laughs> i don't know what, what's your definition of retirement you know i think at the end of the day for a lot of people end of you know, uh, retirement's going to be that that thought process of probably not having to go into that nine to five or not really answering the phone anymore, you know, when it comes to business things. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know that I'll ever really retire. I enjoy what I do. Um, I just won't want to do as much of it, <laughs> right? right? So being able to have that freedom to walk away when you want to and just kind of turn off the switch and it's a well-oiled machine, if you will, that can run itself, I would say that's, maybe when you kind of hit that retirement you know, stage um you know unless you're getting to the point of the business and you're trying to like get out of it right um we've got a few of our racing buddies that you know jeff we've talked to out at the track and you know they've been had their business for 30 40 years and they sell the business and then they're like okay i'm bored now what <laughs> okay. right so the sounds like the definition would be to not have to work or work as much and at the same token give you the the ability or the freedom to be able to do what you always really wanted to do right sure and i guess as we get older we probably know what those things might be and we probably have some kind of bucket list of some sort maybe that we all have either mentally or we've written it down 
that we want to do when we have the freedom to be able to do that, be it retirement or not. Mm -hmm. And some of those things on that list might be more adventurous than others that might require some kind of physical skill or let's maybe talk about you know a risk level that we 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 might have when we're in our 30s and 40s but might might not have when we're in our 60s and 70s right so i thought wouldn't it be nice to be able to have let's call it mini vacation mini retirement vacations earlier in your life that you kind of felt that you needed to do when you're retired but maybe because of the risk tolerance and things like that that maybe you should consider doing earlier on in life right i'm all about that (laughs) yeah yeah Um, i think our listeners have gotten to know us over now well our 52nd episode uh, you know, I, I, stand, I tend to stay pretty busy outside of work between racing and traveling and just having a good time. So I'm all about that, you know, mini retirement vacation proposal. Let's do it. <laughs> well, that kind of brings us to, I thought, a good topic of, you know, that um, <clears throat> I, I've, I, I didn't coin the phrase. I'm sure I've heard it someplace, but it's, it's called... Uh, um, you know, life, life begins on the edge of your comfort zone. And I guess that would be a great topic for today to maybe talk about because especially between you and I, I know I, I witnessed it personally, you know, I've been racing for 13, 14 years now, and you came on board racing, I don't know what, last four or five years ago. And you know, you're, you're a lot younger and you have a different risk uh, tolerance than I do. And right off the bat, you just, you know, came out really strong. And it, it, I know it was mentally hard to take because I thought, well, I have the wisdom and the skills, but you, you had the balls, excuse me, you know, you had the guts to be able to, you know, go faster and deeper into a corner and things like that. And and you know where my risk tolerance is here yours might be here and you know that's my comfort zone and your comfort zone is maybe up way up here and, and maybe we talk about that what, what does that mean let's what is a comfort zone when it comes to racing i mean maybe is is, is it being on the the edge of where the tires are gripping versus there's that little bit of of, of slipstream or you know the little bit of slippage Maybe you, you, you could probably talk about that a little bit better than I can, but you know, each tire, for example, is have the maximum grip when it's sliding 6%. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it's an interesting concept that maybe listeners would be interested in. Yeah, and I mean, hearing. I think with that, I mean, uh, coming back to your, your edge of the comfort zone, you know, you can look at the tire as kind of that edge for sure, um, you know, there's a lot of driver, gentlemen drivers, I would say, um, that are out there as well that probably aren't as competitive as you and I are and are just out there for fun. And they're not going to push the car to anywhere near to where that tire is going to be on the edge of you know, losing grip, right? Now, you're probably going to push it a little bit more than them. 
and I'm going to go fully past it and then try to bring it back in, <laughs> right? Um, right. You know, that's one of the things I've always done with any of my driving is a lot of car control skills. And, I, you know, Jeff, you've been in the car with me, so you, you can attest to it. But, um, you know, being able to control the car right at that edge, that's, that's when I'm really having fun on the racetrack, too. I don't like to go out and just turn right. laps. Um, you know, I like to be right on the edge. Now, you remember the movie Rush? Okay, so for listeners, if you, if you haven't seen it, go back, go and watch it. It's a movie uh, that is based on events back in the, the mid to late 70s in Formula One. Uh, features Nicky Lauda and James Hunt. And uh, Nicky Lauda is this very um, particular guy, uh, I would say. And everything had to be just perfect. He was kind of the, I don't want to pick on you engineers out there that might be listening to this podcast, but it's the one that always has those spreadsheets done in your retirement, has the budget, has everything, right? Whereas James Hunt, he's the party boy, right? He makes good money. He was having caviar and the champagne flown into the racetrack uh, during the events and just, just totally partying. And, uh, you know, like <clears throat> Nikki looks at him one day and kind of said, you know, you, you can't keep this lifestyle up. You're going to kill yourself. And James said, you know, I, something on the lines of, you know, you, you only live once. Right. And he had every intention to enjoy life to the fullest. And I think that there's a, there's right. a different level of comfort for everyone of how they want to live their lives. Right. I sit here and I do plans all the time for individuals trying to figure out, hey, do we have enough money to live, right, to your life expectancy. I've had clients tell me that they want to spend every dollar and be done by 80, right? But I have to look at them and say, well, what happens if you live past 80? Then, you know, they say, well, I'll go into a nursing home or something. (laughs) So who knows, right? Or they'll, you know, they'll have the equity in the home that they could sell and or or even reverse mortgage it and create a um, you know an income stream on it so there's some options there for sure but you know i think this mini retirement vacations you got to figure out how to plan those into your life right there is ways to do it inside of planning Uh, you know when i'm putting in a financial plan if you say hey matt i want to do a mini uh retirement vacation every five years right Give me a budget. Mm-hmm. Let's put it into your lifetime income plan and see if it works, right? Um, callers, we offer this to just, or listeners, we <laughs> offer this just about everyone that wants to call in. Uh, 866-53-RETIRE. Again, that's 866-53-RETIRE. You can call in. We'll put together a lifetime income plan for you. We can look at your income, your expenses, what your assets look like, and kind of help you plan down this road of how this might look for, for you in your retirement. So. Hey, Jeff, let's go ahead and do this. Let's take a quick break um, and get a word from our sponsors. When we come back, let's uh, let's dive into a little bit more about uh, how life begins on the edge of your comfort zone. So listeners, stick around. We'll be right back for more Smart Retirement Podcast. It's been a roller coaster of a start to the new decade. From the pandemic to the election, record low interest rates, a wild market, home prices that seem to have no ceiling, it leaves us asking what's next. Can the economy and the market continue to grow? What will this past election do to my investments? Is it time to sell my home before the market adjusts to downsize? How can I best maneuver to maximize return? The answer is simple. It never hurts to get a second opinion. From a team like Central 
Century Financial Consultants with over 40 years of financial planning experience. Get a free income analysis from Century Financial Consultants today to see where you stand and if you're ready for any changes we may face in the coming year. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Prepare for an uncertain tomorrow so you can relax and enjoy today. Get a free income analysis from Century Financial Consultants at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Century Financial Consultants, California license number 0L23991 and 0175638. smart retirees from that short break um during the break jeff and i were discussing a little bit and uh, you want to call it like an analogy almost but uh, going back and looking over the last year right jeff you let's let's go back in and why don't you talk a little bit about what you're thinking now as far as what retirement is because you know a lot of people think retirement's just not working right well exactly and and we kind of got a glimpse of what that could look like depending on your situation but during covid if all of a sudden you weren't going into the office and you may have or may not have been working that's kind of what retirement may look like to some right so what how did you react to, to that i mean granted we couldn't go outside and we couldn't travel but if that was a glimpse of what retirement could look like, how did, how, how, how did you deal with it? I mean, did you wind up doing some of those things that you always wanted to do hobby-wise? Did you catch up with, you know, fixing up the house and cleaning up the house or whatever, I, you know, just spending more time with family? I, but, but could you now do that for, I don't know, what's the average retirement, 20 years? Yeah, you heard <laughs> you know? I love to call it a 20 to 30 year vacation, right? Right. I mean, can you imagine doing that now for 30 years? Right. Well, and uh, making sure that you're planned properly as well. You know, this, this, this pandemic this last year, I, it took everyone by surprise, right? Um, there right. were definitely some planners that had things, uh, you know, set aside but you know you talk to a typical financial advisor they're going to tell you what three months worth of expenses is what you should keep well like some you know people haven't been going out some are just starting to go back and they've been out of work now for a year did you have proper planning set up to do so uh you know and that goes back to your mini uh, retirement vacations is how do we plan those in right right so, right um, you know, listeners, what, one thing I want you to do right now is grab a piece of paper and write bucket list on it and put your top five things, right? And let's figure out how we make them happen, right? Is it taking a few more hours at work over the next few years 
and budgeting properly to be able to afford going and doing it, right? And then when we're looking at budgeting for something like this, it's crucial that, you know, if it's $5,000 now, we need to add an in inflation so you can't afford to do it in that five years, not only in, you know, the sense of what the dollar or the currency difference, if you're traveling out of the, out of the country, that might make things a little more difficult to plan for, um, but really what that's going to look like. So, I th you know, we talk about it, and Jeff, I know you're, you're new on coming on the show, but you've listened to a lot of the episodes. I can't preach enough to everyone that having a proper plan is absolutely crucial for retirement, and it's never too early to start that plan, right? Um, but just creating a plan doesn't, you know, it doesn't end there. Right, it's something that should be done on an annual basis, um, which you know, when I meet with my clients, I, I really enjoy doing it. The first one, you don't really know your client yet, right? But when I'm doing my quarterly reviews with them, we're talking, getting to know them about their families, what they like to do. Then it's that, you know, hey, Bob, you know, when you retire and you have all this free time, what are you gonna be doing, right? We're adding in these additional expenses that probably weren't planned for in our initial intake meeting, right? And it's, it, it's really fulfilling as an individual to like get to learn about all your clients. That's why I enjoy what I do. You know, I'm not a sales guy, I'm a people person. That's what it comes down to. And when, it, when you take the sales aspect out of it and you're help, just helping people get what they want, it, it's nice. That's awesome. I mean, most people would think that a retirement plan is just about the numbers, but so it really more. is more about, you know, what are you going to do and 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 what would what is going to be your purpose of getting up every day? And and what's maybe the, the cost associated with that mm -hmm. so that you can plan for it. Right. I mean, no one wants to just sit in front of a TV for 30 years. Right, and uh, you know, who knows that they're going to be helping so them know. being able to do that too, right? But uh, you know, what I find is some retirees stop, you know, focusing on the things that they should be doing on their day to days, and their health goes down, right? And if you don't have your health, what are you going to do in retirement? You're going to be miserable, you know. So you got to stay active. You got to be making good decisions with your eating and everything else um you know I, I think we could go as far as saying that health is probably as important or more important than the money aspect of it right i'm no expert in this but i i know that i have a pretty active lifestyle of which i think it's that lifestyle and the goals that i want to accomplish that keeps me youthful it keeps me in good health yep Right. I, you know, I know that deep down inside that if I want to go racing, I got to be in shape. I went to the doctors yesterday and, you know, I had to get a physical every we have to get a physical every two years. And after I did this one test that the doctor came in and said, listen, the, the score is between zero and nine hundred and three hundred is bad. You got a three. Yep. You know, I, I was I was very happy to hear that. And I think he just assumed that everything else was healthy about me. But when he went through the checklist, it was like, yes, no, 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 no. You know, because uh, it feels good. But it, it's because of the 
the goal or the lifestyle that I have that I that I work towards that. I do CrossFit four times a week. I you know I eat healthy. I I, I exercise. You know because you know racing is very physical and so and I want to be competitive. But I think that that's keeping me youthful or keeping me healthy. At uh, look at the time, amount of we sweat know. when we're in the cars. I mean it's it's brutal. And I remember an event last year, we were out in Fontana, it was 117 degrees. So 117 degrees outside. The cars don't have air conditioning. You're in a full fire suit in a helmet. It's a hundred, I think someone right. put a, one of those uh, radar uh, temperature guns, you know, that we've been seeing everywhere that you go these days. Um, <laughs> inside the car, it was 147 degrees inside the car. So you add on a fire suit and everything like that, you've got to be very well hydrated. And, you know, it, it's definitely a physical sport. You watch it on TV and you think, oh, these guys are just out racing a bunch of cars. No, the majority of them are really, really good athletes as well. Um, you know, I want to reference back to one of our other episodes that we did not too long ago. This would have been March of this year. Um, episode 44, it was the part one of the value of preventing healthcare costs in retirement. I actually had my personal doctor, Dr. Ken Oda on the show for a little over 45 minutes. And he really talked about things in retirement and how important your health is and things that you can be doing to stay on track and better yourselves as you're, you know, approaching retirement. So just want to reference back to that. Right. So let me ask you this, when it, if, if I knew that on my bucket list there was going to be certain activities or events or certain things I want to be able to do, um, I assume that you would take a conservative approach to estimate what those activities would cost to be able to build that into the Absolutely. plan. But then we also have to look at you on a personal level, right, and know how extravagant you're going to want to do it. Um, and then how do we pay for it? You know, I'd love to go to Europe. I've, believe it or not, listeners, I've never been to Europe. As much as I like to travel, never been there. Um, as soon as COVID and stuff's over, I'm going. I'd love to be able to go for a month, right? Two months. Um, fortunately, I can run this business pretty much wherever, um, especially with the going through COVID, really realizing, you know, most of my clients even though they're seven years old, can get on a Zoom meeting, um, is pretty nice, right? Might not be able to take on new clients by any means, so I've got to say, okay, what could I possibly be doing um, over there to maybe earn some money, right? Whether it be if I'm you know, going somewhere and I really want to go scuba diving, maybe I get a, you know, a little part-time gig where I go and do tours to help pay for some of the things. Um, you know, whatever your hobby might be, you might be able to find a way to supplement some of the expense of that bucket list item right so exactly i know for me i uh, i have a mini retirement vacation that i would love to be able to do i i saw this one episode of um of chef's table that took place in patagonia and this chef cooked with fire and it was just a just in the background was Patagonia. And I was like, oh, I gotta go. I, it just looks so amazing. But at the same time, I've always wanted to learn how to tango, right? Argentina. Um, I would love to be able to go there for a month and, and learn how to tango, you know? But at the same time, 
you know, I, I play polo, and I know Argentina has the best polo players in the world, but maybe I can learn how to play polo better and maybe even teach or maybe teach English and, and live on the beach. I, I know that the cost of living down there is just sure. so much less. So I know it's going to be harder to predict what to budget for, but obviously if you predict for worst-case scenarios, and then once you get there, you can find that you might be able to offset some of those expenses limited living expenses with some kind yeah, of income and, and be able to live on the beach for a couple thousand dollars a month versus in Malibu, it's $30,000 sure. a month. Right. So, yeah. So these mini vacations could be not as expensive as you think. Um, and I think that it's something that you should think about as far as, you know, your, your retirement plan is, is concerned. And at the same time, you know, add uh, this extra element of risk into the plan in the sense that you, you, you might be eager about doing something when you retire, but really look at deep down inside in yourself and say, will I be physically fit or to be able to do some of these things? If you wanna go skydiving, you know, I don't know if your doctor at 70 is going to say, yeah, I mean, go skydiving. You, know, you might have a heart attack, right? I've got an 82-year-old so, client that still skydives. Okay, well, that's But I'm sure that that's what keeps him young, too. I mean, this whole life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. So to me, I, grasp what that, that, that really means, is that you and I have experienced bliss when sure. we had a perfect lap right each one of you listeners must have something that you, you you've probably experienced in the past that made you so happy and that that's probably something that pushed you beyond your normal comfort zone and, and that's the whole topic of tonight today's uh you know um you know podcast and, and, but think about that, because I think that those are the things that you should be doing now versus in, in, the, in the future, because they probably are going to require a lot more risk and, sure. and, and physical health and the motivation that, to, to be well, able to Well, I've got a racing into retirement idea, because if we're talking about trying to do you know, these mini retirement vacations early, I think we need to race into retirement, right? What if... Let's say you've got this car that's uh, maybe financed it and it's just about to be paid off, right? So rather than running out and buying that brand new car that you're gonna have payments on again, go out if your credit's decent. Uh, lenders are starting to open up these zero, you know, the zero percent cards for 12 to 18 months again. They're starting to offer them, starting to see, I'm getting offers all the time for them now. Go on this vacation, retirement vacation, and rather than purchase that new car, budget it in such a way that that payment that you would have been paying for that year to year and a half now is going to be paying back that credit card. Now, the key to this is making sure you do it on a 0% card so you're not having to pay interest on your vacation. Easy tip. <laughs> Great. I love it. At least that's, you know, uh, some people say, yeah. well, I don't, you know, I like to pay off my balance, my balance on a credit card every, uh, every month. I get it. I get it. But again, you'll be paid off before you retire if you do it in such a manner that you budget for it. 
And, you know, Jeff, you hit the nail on the head. If you don't have the health to be able to go out and do these things, because they have a little bit more risk and a little bit more wear and tear on your body, this might be a way to do it. Well, you were saying that your friend that yeah. has the place in, in Maui, you know, has kind of a, a, a business that allows him the freedom to be able to do this as well as it, it sounds like the, the passive income to be able to do it. And, and a lot of you might not have that kind of capability, but you might have uh, uh, four weeks of vacation that's built up that you might still be able to get away for, sure. for four weeks at a time. Right. So, you know, but in the, in the meantime, you might want to start thinking about uh, I know last week we talked about being an employer versus an employee, but is there something out there that you could be doing to create this kind of passive income? And it doesn't necessarily have to be work related. I, I mean, I do something called covered calls and I've been doing it now on a weekly basis. It's kind of like a part time job for me that every week I'm rolling over these these this, this instrument called options and it brings in nice passive income and it basically takes me two hours a week to do it so there's other things that can help create this this income coming in without a lot of work that you can do anywhere around the world basically as so well. i mean here's a thought you you've got a, a place yeah. that you like to go on vacation to right you buy a house there okay you rent it out as an Airbnb or a VRBO, you know, one of those services that are out there that can help guide traffic into the home for you and get a local property management company to just kind of take care of it. You've now got, uh, if it's in a right. decent enough area, that thing's going to be rented out. I'd probably be willing to bet 50 to 65% of the year without an issue, especially right now with everyone traveling. Uh, you should be able to cover the cost of the mortgage on the property if you don't have the cash sitting around. And then if you don't go to it that year, utilize the cash and go vacation wherever else you want to go. And maybe you find another place, you do another one, you buy, start buying these vacation destination rental properties and you've got the pick of where you want to go. I have. Matt, I have you Costa ever Rica. been to Costa Rica? <laughs> uh, uh, listeners, uh, my, I, we were very fortunate to have a good friend of mine set us up in a really nice villa in Costa Rica that was obviously owned by somebody else. But boy, that would have been a nice place to have purchased. It had the best view, had a nice little pool mm -hmm. overlooking the, the bay. And what really made that oh, those place? Swings those swings out by the pool? Little oh, hammocks. They're so good. Right over the <laughs> little swings. I mean, we'll have to post a picture of that because to me Absolutely. that just said vacation right and it, it was just so relaxing to be down Absolutely. there so yeah well i like that i like that a lot but I, but i think you know for me another mini vacation would be going to europe and and maybe going to the different race tracks or maybe picking the formula one events and and, and trying to schedule a, a trip around those events and being able to go to the Formula One events and then hanging out for a couple of days afterwards to see yeah. if we can get on the track and and actually experience what the Formula One drivers would do. Those are those are the, the things that I would be passionate about if I were to take these mini vacations. And and uh, I'm sure you would probably want to think about that, too. And, and I, yes, they might be expensive, but 
at the same time, I, 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 would, I would make a priority uh, of doing that because those are the types of things that I would want to do right. when I was younger versus older. Well, you know, like, so, like we always say in planning, everyone's I risk like tolerance that. kind of changes as they, as they get older, right? So, um, and I think the same is going to be true with these mini retirement vacations for sure. So, but, um, Jeff, I know Absolutely. there's some other topics inside of this, uh, you know, life beginning on the edge of your comfort zone. And, you know, I want to try to keep this episode kind of short, go into the next one, and we can dive a little bit further into it maybe come up with some topics and ideas of, um, you know, really how to obtain this a little bit more. You know, we threw out a couple of decent ideas as far as, um, you know, maybe uh, waiting on the car, buying some real estate. But, you know, there's, there's a slew of different ways I think you and I can come up with and help these smart retirees really make the most out of their retirement, wouldn't you think? We, yeah, absolutely. And I think we can get more a little more specific into what is it like to be able to not have to mm -hmm. think about work for a month and the things that you would want to do to set yourself up to be able to do that. Um, you know, as far as people that are trying to contact you and, and um, you know, how to delegate certain things and how to put your bills on automatic pay and, okay. you know, l little things like that, that we can talk about that I think would be really beneficial for, for those, because it's not, it, it can be easy if you had a checklist Absolutely. on how to go away for a month at a time. I've done it numerous times wow. in my lifetime. I've been to 34 countries and uh, I want to get we to hundred. So to do. Is that I, what you're saying? I got to I gotta, I gotta you go. We, you're saying we've got some traveling to do. What's that? I'm in. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm in. Um, listeners, just Can't as wait. a reminder, you know, if it, we, we, we're here to help and it, we want you to be able to start enjoying some of these re mini retirement vacations early on. And we're here to help and help plan on how to do it, uh, put, help you put a plan together and then, you know, stay around with you as the years go by to help you continue meeting these goals and everything that you're wanting to achieve. So. 866-53-RETIRE. Again, that's 866-53-RETIRE. Option one will get you to myself. Option three will get you to Mr. Jeff Shulam. And uh, option two, if you've got any uh, mortgage questions, things like that, uh, that was uh, Mike Points, who has stepped away for a little bit here on the, on the Smart Retirement Podcast. So, um, Jeff, anything else that uh, you want to just wrap up with today, or should we save it for the next one? Happy Fourth of July, everybody. Hopefully I'll have a nice tan for the next episode. Listeners, if uh, if you haven't already, make sure That's to go true. check us out on YouTube, uh, Smart Retirement Podcast. We've got our own channel now. We're starting to get some episodes on there. Need the viewership. Need to, need your help uh, boosting that up like you, you've had over the years now, uh, boosting us up on Apple and Spotify and all those other streaming platforms. We really appreciate it. So with that, uh, Jeff, thanks for joining me today. And uh, let's go out and make the rest of our lives the best of our lives. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk 
risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224.